where a man is a six unless he's wearing face paint. He's a dick. And where fans deserve a Dr. Pepper no matter if they win or lose. But we're going to win. Get ready for anything to happen this college football season on Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Grab some today. Time to fire up your laptops for Cyber Monday savings. Because the Home Depot has the tools to make your holiday magic with new savings every day. So start clicking and adding everything you need for the tech lovers in your life. Or grab one of our nailers, combo kits, or trimmers to surprise any doer on your list. Everything you need for the holidays is just a click away with free delivery on eligible online items. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. ESPN 100.3 and Penn Entertainment present Want to Bet with the Professor Nick Harrison. Each week, the professor and his guests take a look at the best bets in sports and show you that it doesn't take a professional odds maker to win a mint. Plus, the show will be coming to you live from Boomtown Casino on the West Bank. You can join in the fun, get in on the action, and have a taste of the Big Easy with Nola Steak and Executive Chef Lewis Brown. Want to Bet with the Professor Nick Harrison. Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on ESPN 100. Point three FM, ESPN New Orleans. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Our number three getting ready to kick off here. Focus on a little black and gold with Captain Terrell. ESPN covers the Saints. Sean Fox, 215. Eric Alexander was going to join us at 230. He's got to go to the doctor. The little one, so we'll hear from him tomorrow. We will be at Francesca Deli. Uh, Francesca by Katie's Deli and Pizzeria. I'll eventually get it right, especially by the time I see Scott tomorrow. Uh oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump, hump day! I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that, what, that camera Wednesday hump day. Is that what it is? He is. Current Fox NFL analyst Sean Payton. Soon to be Santa Claus for your New Orleans Saints fans. Delivering at least the first round draft pick, huh? What do you think? Catherine Terrell of ESPN.com. You think it could be like Santa or is it funny that Saints fans kind of view Sean Payton as uh, somebody that hopefully will bring bearing gifts this offseason if he chooses to coach again? I mean, I think you're pretty optimistic about what that pick will be, but uh yeah, yep. I mean... Hey. You gotta, you gotta have hope, right? How else are the Saints gonna get a quarterback in the next year? I mean, it's interesting you say that. Do you not think you can get a first for him if there's at least one or more teams? Because obviously, competition, right? You gotta have more than one team vying for services. I, I think you will have that. And I also think maybe the level of desperation in terms of how badly do you want him over another team going and get him. Like, I think if the Cowboys fail, that could be somebody that would be doing that. I still put him with the Chargers. But do you think that a one at the very least is too much to think of? I mean, you're asking for it, right? Yeah, I'm just not going to say the very least because I think it depends on the circumstance. Uh, If a team in the division wants him, obviously that starts at a one. Uh, but if, you know, just some random team wants them, that the Saints don't play much, and it's not a bidding war, then I think that changes things. It also, you have to take into account that he's going to pick where he wants to go, and that team might not necessarily be a team that's going to give up a first-round pick. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's the best-case scenario, but right. it really just depends. And with the Cowboys actually doing well, I don't know if that scenario is in play. And I know that Arizona has been thrown around, but when you go to Arizona, uh, it really just depends on the circumstances. But, uh, yeah, it's it's possible, and that would help the Saints out a lot because otherwise that quarterback situation is going to be tough just looking at their draft pick, their salary cap situation, and all of it. Captain, when you look at, obviously – Things like like that. I don't know. I don't know if you can help me clarify because I probably can Google it or something. I don't know it though. 
Do the Saints hold Sean Payton's rights like for all of time and eternity, or does it at some point in time say the team plays hardball and goes, we're not letting you go for a first? He goes, no problem. I'll go back to the, you know, the studio. Like, is it after two, three years that I contract in or? If he ever wants to coach again, like Barry Sanders and Alliance, they hold on his rights until all of eternity. No, I believe it would be the initial length of the contract, so the next few years. Okay. Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head sure. right now. So it's the length of the contract. Yeah, I believe it would just be a few years. Okay. But in, in football time, a few years is a extremely long time. Coaches don't like to be out of the game for long. Yeah. Uh, so it, it would surprise me. I mean, people get so surprised that coaches jump back into coaching like Matt Rule. But when you're out of sight, out of mind for Good more point. than a year or two, you might as well, unless you're Bill Cower, who was connected to every coaching job for years and years and ultimately did not come back. Right. I, I feel like people just move on. It's a good point. It's probably why he's on Colin Coward every Monday while he's, you know, he's doing so many <laughs> things. He's on Kay Adams. Good point. He's doing everything to Bring that visibility yep. up, you know, which is why I'm saying, Catherine, it starts at a one and you hang up. Um, let's get to the team that you saw on Sunday. They played hard. They uh, they showed up. They held the 49ers to a 13-point game, but they found a new way to lose by not scoring and, you know, yeah. What do you make of that? Game? Yeah, a new, a new fun way to lose. <laughs> that's that's crashed this team this year. They should have – the 49ers and they really blew it and that's not his thing I would say I guess that's the best way to put it is that it's not really a new way it's just the same thing over and over again you know in September we're saying this team turns the ball over and gets a lot of penalties and now it's about to be December and we're still talking about this I mean that is just absurd how does the team not learn from its mistakes at all. Nope. I think I asked Dennis Allen the other weekday, sorry, it blends together, something about, do you think this team is better than it was in September? And I don't even remember what he said at this point, but no, I, I don't think the team is. Now, I think mm-hmm. some of the young players are. I think that is a positive. But I think overall, it's kind of almost like the team is just stagnant, if that makes sense. It, it, it it's it's crazy because you would think a team like you would think the problems that you're seeing, Catherine. It's a it's a young team, an inexperienced team, a team that maybe is trying to learn as coaching staff. That's what's so baffling to me, right? And to all of us that saw at training camp, like it's the reason you hired Dennis Allen with this roster. It's the reason you thought this team could be really good because it is primarily the same roster, same coaching staff at the position groups, and. It doesn't make any sense to hear James Hurst yesterday say, you know, some of the false starts just lack of focus. You're like, what? I mean, like, lack you've been, of focus on what? Right. I, I'm like, you've been gifted week after week after week. If you guys can just win three in a row, you're in first place and win in the division. Like, it, I don't understand it. It's baffling to me because these aren't young guys or first time players. These are guys and players, Catherine, that have been in a postseason. Right. I mean, Lack of focus in that, or the veterans tuned out, and that's a, I mean that that's a good question to ask. Um, I don't think as a whole they are. Maybe some of them are. I think that's always possible. But it it kind of comes down to the question of, do you believe that the turnovers and penalties fall on coaching? In some way, they have to, right? But in other ways. Alvin Kamara knows not to fumble the ball at the goal line. He knows that. He doesn't need a coach to tell him that. Right. So does it come down to if Peyton was coaching, they were scared they were going to get benched and wouldn't that wouldn't happen? I, I don't know. I just know that it is baffling that the team is still making these mistakes at this point in the season. But also baffling that you could say that about every team in this division. You know, I, I wrote today about how the Saints can get second place in the division if they beat the Bucks. <laughs> and I know fans I know fans will read that and say, well who cares? You know, this team is what it is. But every team in this division has problems. Mm-hmm. So okay, why not this flawed team? The, not, the other teams aren't 
any better. I mean, it's it's so what a yeah. weird season. What a weird Ka- season. Catherine and G- uh, Greg Allman, who covers the the Bucks and the NFC South, he literally tweeted a couple hours ago that Levante David and Devin White took the defense to dinner on Monday because they felt they needed to get closer together again, that they were not a close unit, and that they needed to hold each other accountable. So, yeah, there's still issues there. I've seen people that cover that team want to fire Byron Leftwich in the first quarter this season. So, I mean, it's it, it's nuts um, that what you said is accurate. If there's been any positives in the last couple of weeks is sometimes tough times you kind of find maybe some diamonds in the rough or some things you didn't know. I don't think Caden Ellis would have been getting the snaps or the opportunity to show what he can if Pete Werner, who I think was the best defensive player this team had until he got hurt, um, has played really well, right? Yeah, I actually think that's even more positive than people are really talking about because for a very long time, this team could not draft a linebacker to save its life. I mean, I'm talking, what, a decade? They were really bad at drafting linebackers for the most part. Uh, It feels like all of their most successful linebackers uh, came from a trade or free agency. And now you are seeing them develop linebackers. Pete Werner is in his second year and playing great, or, or was until he got hurt. And Caden Ellis took longer to come along, but he's a guy that has developed year after year. I mean, that's exactly what you want to see. Now, I mean, I know the opposite could be said with Zach Bond, but you're not going to hit on every player. Uh, so it's very positive that these linebackers are actually playing well. And right. it's not just them. You know, Lante Taylor, I was gonna say a that guy next. who the night he was drafted, a lot of fans were saying, why in the world would you draft another cornerback? And it's that they saw something in him, and he's kind of already lived up, lived up to that uh, by playing well <laughs> as soon as he got an opportunity. And Paulson Adebo was the same last year, played before – he was really ready or before they intended him to and right. has been playing well. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom, but I understand why it feels that way because when you don't have a quarterback and you don't have a first-round draft pick, you have salary cap issues, it kind of feels like, okay, well, how is this team going to get momentum mm-hmm. moving forward, even with these few bright spots? Again, I don't know where the season goes and – what the records will be and if that has anything to do with whether or not Dennis Allen would choose to do this. But we did see Trevor Penning get into the, to, into some action as, you know, an, an eligible, you know, lineman and stuff. But do you think it wouldn't be a bad thing before the year ends to give him a start and just give him some real taste of NFL regular season action? No, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think. Maybe you wait to do it. Obviously, this game on Monday is it's really, really, really going to mean a lot. If you win, you're still treading water in the division, have more divisional games. You know, you can still say, hey, this season's not lost. If you lose, especially if you lose in the same fashion you've been losing, just killing yourself with your own mistakes, then I think you start saying, hey, we got to get these young guys playing time. I think it would be very beneficial for Penning to get playing time because that's supposed to be your guy of the future. I mean, James Hurst was never supposed to be the permanent starter. Now, he's been an excellent backup, and I think that he was a great find, really stepped up when they needed him, and obviously stepped up after they chose to not resign for an arm set. But, you know, they, they want Penning to be the guy eventually. So, yeah, get him, get him some playing time if you can and if it makes sense with the situation. Yeah, why not? Let's see what happens. But in the meantime, uh, folks can go read what you're talking about in terms of the rest of the division at cat underscore Terrell. As always, appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Quick break. Sean Fox, has he pulled out the plastic bags yet instead of the paper bags? I don't even think you can get paper bags. I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk next with Mr. Fox on High up in the clouds. This 
Best Black and Gold Report is brought to you by New Orleans Roast. 100% Arabica coffees bring the uniqueness of New Orleans to your cup. Small batch roasted in the marinade. Our dark, medium, and dark roasted chicory are true tastes of New Orleans. The Saints are technically still alive for the division title as three of the final five are against division opponents. Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Look, we got five games. And um, we're going to go out and compete our ass off for five games and see what happens. The Saints 4-8 and record has no one happy about it. Now, Coach was asked this week if he is surprised as to how the season has gone so far. Surprised, I don't know if that's the term or whatever, but not happy. Not happy with where we're at. I think there's a better football team in there than than that. But look, your record is what your record says you are. But like I said, look, we got five we got five games left. It starts with a Monday night game against division rival in Tampa Bay. And Monday nights, New Orleans is at Tampa. The Bucks won back in week two, twenty to ten. Well, I think we've had some pretty good battles with these guys over the last few years, and and so um, you know, obviously they're the defending champions in the division and they're leading the division right now so you know i think i think our guys will be motivated to go out and play on monday night tampa are three and a half point favorites for more on the black and gold keep it here on espn new orleans this black and gold report has been brought to you by new orleans roast try the flavored coffees like the breakfast blend creme brulee bananas foster bourbon pecan pie chocolate beignet and of course southern pecan new orleans roast coffee a true taste of new orleans Start your day the New Orleans way with New Orleans Roast Coffee. A small batch roasted coffee made right in the heart of the Crescent City. From our signature Southern Pecan flavored coffee to our classic rich dark roast and chicory blend, New Orleans Roast is your everyday, anytime celebration. Pick up a bag or two today. Available at your favorite local grocer. New Orleans Roast Coffee. A true taste of New Orleans. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Uh, always look forward to 215-ish on a Wednesday. Good old buddy, Sean Fox, somewhere up there in Monroe. First off, man, did y'all, y'all do okay yesterday with all the, the weather, man? Dude, so here's the thing. Of, yeah. of, the, of the 20 years or so I've lived here, Anytime we get Armageddon predicted, we got some kind of bubble around us. The surrounding areas yeah. got hit pretty hard, but man, outside, we had obviously catastrophic floods in 2016, and we had an ice storm up here last year, so I'm not making light of it, but yes, uh, we, we came out, it was looking really, really rough yesterday to let school out early, but man, we, we are fine in the Monroe, West Monroe, Ruston area, so uh, surrounding areas. Got hit pretty hard, but we, we were lucky. We were okay. okay. Just looking forward to seeing how you're doing, man. Um, hey, Thank by, by the know. way, before we start talking about sports and stuff, what what size shirt are you? Uh, depending on the month, medium or large. Okay. Um, uh, probably more large right now. I, you know, I just I want to send you a Southern Miss going bowling shirt. You know, just whatever bowling. I wouldn't know. To. I wouldn't know yeah. what that was like. Yeah. So thank well. you. <laughs> Congratulations on a great year for the. Thank Golden you. Eagles. Thank you. I was I was waiting. For that. Uh. Can't wait to talk about that at what four forty five Friday. Am I still on this week? Am I? We'll talk. Okay, I'm just making sure. I don't know if it's something I should say up there. You know, just wondering how that three and nine season went. No, for the Bulldogs. no, no. Well, you got ULM too, so uh, y'all. Oh, you ULM. Yeah, he's been to get ball eligible. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you know, kudos, congrats, dance yep. on our graves. It's fine. It's been that kind of football season. Well, now I hear you. Um. Look, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're in a cheery mood, though, because I would think sitting here watching the game on Sunday, they didn't score, Sean. No, <laughs> no, they didn't, Gus. <laughs> you know no, why I, I'm in a cheery mood? Because yeah. I didn't sit through it all, and I'll ah, just tell you what happened. Okay, what'd you do? And, and, and here's the other thing, and I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not soccer guy. Like, I, you, everybody knows soccer guy, right? He likes IPAs and craft beers, and he's tries to explain how great soccer is. Like, last time I watched uh, soccer was the last time the USA was in the World Cup. And I love the World Cup. I actually do really enjoy it. But, Gus, I was more emotionally invested in Team USA's soccer game than I was the Saints game over the last month. That's where we are right now. And I'll tell you, it's not that I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't care. I do. But in all sincerity, um. After the non-catch by Alave, which was <laughs> unbelievable. I, I, yeah. Gus, when I saw it happen live, I'm like, what an idiot. 
how is Shanahan going to challenge that? That is the most obvious catch I've ever seen. Yeah. Like one one foot down, two foot down, three uh, foot down. Four knee, step. Yeah. Exactly. Held, like, I, I, that, that's the easiest call ever. Gus, I'm not kidding. This isn't entertainment. This is not for your audience. As soon as they said incomplete pass, I turned it off. And I said, not doing this today. Now, it's not that I didn't pay attention to it. I pay, I kept up with it on my phone, yeah. but I went and did other things. Sure. I was not going to put myself through that. Sounded like a mental health decision. Look, I told yep. you. I told you. I, I put up the Christmas lights. I'm like, that's a game. I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm good. I'm going to put up the lights. I didn't think it was going to be six hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. But no, I literally turned it off. I said, yeah. you know what? I, my, my daughter had some kind of cheer deal. I was like, no, I'm not going to go. You know what? I think I'm going to go. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. That's where we I are. Went. You chose I went. cheer. I was like, I'll keep up on my phone. Wow. I'm not doing this today. So and you it was, chose it really, to prop, you probably seen that routine, oh, I don't know, 80 times? In one day. But I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to pretend to be a good cheer dad instead of sitting here and being miserable over the next three hours. And obviously, I mean, I know what happened. I know the fumbles and all these. But that non and Gus, I'm not saying it cost the Saints the game. They had plenty of opportunities oh. to win. But that was just in, in a nut. I said, I'm just, I'm just not doing it. I'm not putting myself through this today. Yeah. Well, we hadn't even got to the Pels yet, buddy. And the uh, two-minute report yesterday said the officials in the last minute 15 missed three calls that should have sent Pelicans players to the free throw line. So don't, don't, we got plenty of officiating if you want to get into, but more surprising. Oh, I mean, how do you take up a pass interference against Texas A&M? Wow. How was that not a catch in the back? And into that? You know, this is why people start to wonder about conspiracy theories about Louisiana and officials. Well, um, all of those things you just said, I completely agree with you. Um, more surprising, the fact that Alvin Kamara continues to – not make the plays we expect them to, or that the guy that played Willow is still playing Willow in the new series that's now out on Disney Plus. I, I, you know, I, I'm, you know me, I, I have to live on Disney Plus with a five year old. But well, no, I'm just upset we don't have Mad Martigan anymore. Well, dude, I Shout saw, to- I, I like, I saw the the, the teaser. Mike, wait a minute, that's Willow. Like, I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I was a but- kid when Willow came out. How has he still looked exactly What's the same? And I'm 46. Is new again. I know. I know. It's crazy. And. uh I'm, look, I loved Willow as a kid, so I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out on Disney Plus. Can I let me let me go in about AK and I and I love AK. How could you not love AK? But Gus, I and I, I mentioned this on my show. I am starting to get on Alvin Kamara, where a lot of my audience and yours is on Michael Thomas, because at least when Michael Thomas plays, he delivers every time. Yes, he might not play a lot, and he only played three games this year. He was good in all three of those games. Kamara, and I don't think it's anything about him mailing it in. I don't think it's not that he doesn't want to be in New Orleans. I don't think it's any of those things. But, Gus, when we had regular 16-game schedules, you could go break it down to quarters, right? Four, 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 four. He'd give you three good games, maybe a dud. It feels like we're getting one good game and three duds, and it's been like that for a couple years now. And I'm not saying, again, no conspiracy theories. I just think Father Time is undefeated. And maybe we're starting to see Alvin Kamara on his last leg. But I've been incredibly disappointed. No, this this isn't just because of what happened on Sunday. I've been feeling this way, and that just kind of put a stamp on it. So let me ask you this. I just asked Catherine Terrell. Um, and She called it optimistic uh, of getting a first-round pick. I, I think if you're Mickey Loomis, you hang up. If it's not yeah. a first round, I mean, I'm sorry then. I guess, I guess Sean will in. You, you don't owe Sean anything by the way he left and the way he did. And I still think the, the fact that Mickey Loomis has yet to tell us how that relationship went in his time here. He said, every time you ask me, he's like, I still haven't put my thoughts together. What? That doesn't make any sense. Weird. No, I, I, I think they were not expecting him to leave the way he did. A and the Miami Dolphin thing. I think when he said, no, you can't talk to him, and he found out that he did talk to them, I think that was – I think there were some hurt feelings there. Anyway, my point is, do you think he can get a first – you can get a first-round pick for him? How can you not? He's right. probably any, – anybody that's wanting a new head coach, he's got to be 1A or 1B on the – Trump Payton is a great football coach. I wish we could get him back in New Orleans, but clearly he's let it be known. He wants to move on. Thank you for the memories. I don't begrudge you. 
Gus, I'm with you. The conversation starts with the first-round pick. I think you need more compensation than that. Now, do I think it's going to be like Gruden and multiple first-round picks? No, but I think it should be a first-round pick and others. So yeah, I don't even I don't even entertain nope. trading him nope. unless it's a first round pick. Because I asked Catherine and she believes it's the length of the contract. So it's not like you hold his rights into all eternity. It's the you length for three of his years. Con- yep. Hey. Oh yeah. well. I, I'm and every slow. year you I will say every year you lose a little bit of momentum. That's why you got to come out here and get done this year. And it's, and she said the same thing. And it's why I brought up. There's no. It is not a coincidence that his agent secured that spot. On the Colin Coward show on Monday, he's on with Kay Adams a ton. He's on with Patrick, and all he does is tell everybody how much better he would be and all the decisions he would make <laughs> if he was the coach. So that's on purpose. The man is coaching next year. But along those lines, we had a caller, and uh, I believe it was the coordinator who called in, and I asked him our question of the day, can the Saints win the three division games remaining and make things interesting? And he said, no, no, and no. And then I asked, well, do you trade a guy like Alvin Kamara? And he said no. So in the world of assets, Sean's an asset. I think Alvin is an asset. Is that something you move to next year? Gus, I just mentioned, yeah. I love AK. I do too. We're at the point, and pardon my language, so we all from Louisiana, I'm from New Orleans, we tend to talk strong. I'm ready to blow the whole damn thing up. <laughs> And started on, we, we tried, we thought, I'm being dead serious, we thought we could just take what the, the, the culture, the culture, and the biggest part of the culture was Sean Payton and Drew Brees. And now we got Dollar General Sean Payton instead of going and getting somebody else who just sits there no matter what and just stares blankly in the space with his arms folded no matter what happens. And it drives me up the wall. If you're ever going to lose your mind, how do you not get emotional after that call against Olave? How do you not lose your – Sean Payton would still be on the field right now. And I'm not asking him to be Sean Payton, but I am asking to show that you care a little bit. Well, I show it in practice. None of us see that. Let's show that you care in a game. Show some emotion. And it drives me up the wall to just watch him staring blankly in his face with his arms folded every damn week. I'm like, Gus, yes. We could do it. We could win the rest of the games. I'm not going to mentally put myself there. I can't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm I, I, we got to start over. I am ready to just for the rebuild. We tried. It didn't work. We thought we could continue. It didn't happen. Let's start over. And I'm okay with it. I've lived through the bad years. You lived through the bad years. I'm kind of excited to see the reset button. I can I go through the bad I, years again. <laughs> when you just described the A, especially after the Alave. Uh, play. I literally just Googled and copied and pasted and sent the graph and image of Byron Scott with his arms folded. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you but how can you not, <laughs> how can you not get emotional over that? Arms folded. It is. Uh, but when it's how you fold good, the arms. arms it's, it's, but it's when how you fold the arms, the arms right? If the right hand is on top of the arm, then I'm happy. If it's underneath the left arm, then I'm, then I'm disappointed. So you have to, you have to be able to tell how the arms Listen, are folded. I tried to convince myself that he was a good coach. We should have known the minute he was sashaying into the preseason game versus the Texans, we were screwed. Stop it. Everybody has a different walk. Like he was on America's Next Top Model. Stop. I, I would just love to see one crowd shot or one uh, shot of him on the sideline without his arms folded. Blanky, looking blankly in the space. I, I, you know, I could go for like a headset toss, you know. Once. <laughs> I mean, they replace them. Somebody go find you a new headset, you know. Gus, I would settle for hands on hips. <laughs> I'd settle for hands in the pocket. I'd settle for a hand in his butt. I don't care anything but his hands full. I mean, the arms folded. That's all we see. Emotionless. Oh, uh, you got me tearing. Oh, <laughs> pick a wedgie out. I don't care. Pick a booger. <laughs> Something besides your arms folded the entire time. Sean Fox, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear more, uh, uh, who that? You, Everybody. You're, That's you're, who. You're streaming and you're on Facebook. Just ninety-seven-seven. It, it's uh, Fox. Bro, and don't worry. If you saw me streaming, I'll have my arms folded like Dennis Allen. <laughs> Sean, I'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you, bud. Where? 
<laughs> Open phone lines next on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control need you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So, you've got an oil change coming up. Consider STP Conventional to save on motor oil for your everyday vehicle. Right now, you can get 5 quarts with an STP oil filter for only $26.99. Get the complete job done at the right price at any of our 6200 stores or on AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. Phone lines are open the rest of the show. Rico, near the on-deck circle. Do we have to? Hold on. Miami. I'm not just giving you as much time as you want. Miami Vice search theme music. All right, Roy, you're on the clock. 227, go. Oh, my God. What's up, man? What's going on? I'm doing fine. How you feeling? You all right? Yeah, I got a Pels game tonight. At least I'll see some team compete, you know? Yeah, you know. I told you y'all can come join us. Never. You know we eight and three. <clears throat> That's not eight and three. We're gonna be mm-hmm. we're gonna be nine and three when we beat when we beat the forty nine. Because technically forty nine really didn't play nobody. They haven't. They haven't played nobody. They beat they beat the Rams, who's horrible twice. They beat y'all, which is no competition. And they beat the uh, they beat the uh, the Carolina Panthers. The only team they had that beat with the written record was uh, Seattle and. Um, and the Chargers, and that was it. So, and everybody started to notice this because they moved, they moved one of my games to primetime. Primetime next week. So, yeah, it took, it, took, took away Pat Mahomes. <laughs> well, he was playing against Denver, he was playing against Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Well, Roger, Roger Goodell didn't want Russell Wilson getting yelled at on national TV, you know? Not again, nah. Yeah, it's all players, <laughs> so, I, and it, and his wife had to throw him a birthday party to make him feel better. Oh, <laughs> stop. Be nice to Poor Russ. Um, poor Russ. Poor Russ. I, I so, heard this so, morning yeah, on, so. listen, I heard this morning on Jay Will, Max, and Keyshawn, if you had to pick one, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Justin Herbert, in a playoff game, who are you going with? Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. And I'm not saying it just because of my quarterback. If you see what Tua is doing, Tua looks like, and I'm saying this, I know y'all Saints fans going to go crazy if I say this, he looks like Breeze in his prime. Because he's not, he's not throwing to just Tyreek Hill and to, and to Jalen Wild. He's throwing it to everybody. 
I mean, literally everybody. Like Trent Shurfield, he's throwing to River Craycraft, he's throwing to he's throwing to the, the running backs, he's throwing to, he's throwing it to everybody. He's spreading the ball like ball around like Drew Brees did when he first got there. So, so he he's just picking it apart, and that's that's something that the Forty Nine never faced. They never faced a high power offense yet because we're averaging thirty points a game the past five games since two have been back. So that's something you have to look at. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a test for more for them than for us. And then Teron Armstead is most likely going to be back. He'll be playing. Has he missed a game, by the way, this season? He missed one game. Oh, wow. He missed one game. He missed one game. I mean, less than, than we did with the Saints. Oh, wow. But he, uh, he had like a strained tech, uh, but he'll need screw car surgery, and they said most likely he's going to want to play this week. So, but all the all all our old, all the old 49er players that played for us did not miss no game. So Raheem Mostert is playing this week, too. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good game. It is gonna be you interesting know, because he, look, you're you're facing you're facing a defense that has not given up a single point in the last four games in the second half. So let's see. But look who they played though. No, I understand. Look who they played. I well, I mean, you guys haven't played like an eleven win team every year. I mean, every week either. No, the first. Now we played. I mean, mm-hmm. the past. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Think about mm-hmm. it. Like, like mm-hmm. Cleveland. Cleveland smashed Cincinnati, but we beat we smashed Cleveland. Uh-huh. Okay. It's weird because they barely had a. I mean, but the teams that they lost to was Demo, they lost to the Denver Broncos. Four lost to the Denver Broncos, the Falcons, and the Bears. But nobody want to talk about that. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to so, talk about it at all. But you know, I mean, I, I have a rule on the show: if you call, I'll take you. So. But all I'm saying is, we we gonna you know get you get you get your party ready. So I, like I said it earlier in the show, Roy. We just need six wins. That way, I don't have to hear all off season. You were right on five and twelve. No, y'all getting five. Y'all got one more win in you. No, nope. I, I think it's, we're getting it might two. Be either, it <clears throat> might be Carolina or Atlanta. Y'all not, y'all not beating Tampa. Well, you're not beating Tampa. Y'all definitely ain't beating Philly. Philly might be y'all by thirty. Oh, I'm not so. even watching the Philly game. I'm not. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Roy. I even gave you Crockett's right, theme. Bye. I even gave you your Miami Vice theme and Crockett's theme. There you go. <laughs> All right, I got. There he goes, All right. Roy, Miami Dolphins super fan. I kind of like this theme; it's kind of nice, a little variety. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. The Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Rico, thank you for giving us a call today, sir. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. How about you? Doing well, man. What you got? Hey, man. I just wanted to call in and agree with your last guest before the break. I think his name was Sean. Uh, everything he said was, was spot on. We, we gotta, you know, I'm not one to say let's blow it up, but what I'm seeing, look, I used to schedule my Sundays around Saints games and now it's just, oh, it's on, it's on. Okay. You know, no big deal. Like you yeah, said, Christmas lights, cooking dinner or lunch or, you know, go mow the lawn and it, it's hard to watch. It really is. I was more excited Sunday about, and again, I'm not being ugly. I'm just being honest what I did. I mean, I needed to get the Christmas lights in. We'd had some rain. I hadn't had any time to do it. And, uh, dude, I, you know, got a little, little Rudolph beer from Urban South, did a little Christmas sale from Mabita. I take a tour, you know, of the holiday season with the six packs, if you know what I'm saying, Rico, <laughs> when the lights, cause I know it's a six hour tour. I mean, I mean, it's like Gilligan's Island trying to get these lights on. But, um, dude, I, I, I put a TV outside and, you know, it was on. It was on so I could watch it and follow it and talk about it. But I'm with you. I, like, at that moment, it was more important to have my kid help for like all of five minutes. My wife walk out and say, "If it's done yet, every three hours, and you know, <laughs> and just yeah, enjoy and, my and Sunday." Look, the worst part of yeah, the worst part about it is that you're watching a bad quality team, and, and it's not going to get better next year. We don't like we, you know, everybody knows that we don't have draft picks, a high draft pick. We don't have the cap space, so I don't see where this is going to change uh, next year or even the following year after that. Rico, I think the thing that's puzzling to me is this, though. It's what I brought up to Catherine. It's darn near the same roster. It's darn near exactly. the same identical coaches. I mean, so they switch some offices. Like, you know, the the co-defensive coordinator thing, it's still the same secondary coach and D-line coach, and they struggle yep. for the season. You switched out health people and, you know, the conditioning and – they still can't stay healthy for whatever reason. You have bad luck. 
The offensive line coach, Doug Marone, is a good one, but they've struggled this year, you know, in, in penalties and in blocking and stuff. Now, they've gotten better, to give you an idea of the coaching. Um, the, the, the two quarterbacks are veterans. The guy that keeps fumbling the balls had six touchdowns in the game. I I mean, right. and, yeah. and, and one of your draft picks that actually is seeing a lot of the field uh, is Chris Olave. He's incredible. I mean, Elante Taylor's been a night. So th- I, I hear what you're saying. And at the same time, Rico, that's what's puzzling. Because I don't think, I, I understand the blowing up. And at the same time, it's darn near the same team with some additions like Alave and Taylor. So well, like, why are they playing so you, poorly? Yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head earlier. You said the the we thought the culture was going to be the same, but that right. culture walked out out the door and is on TV on Sundays yeah. talking about... Uh, you know, other teams in tennis shoes. Rico, I think there's something to this, right? And I think we've all been there in one way, shape, or form, whether it's a relationship, um, a workplace, a friendship, something where it's a, we're involved with someone that's demanding, high tense structure kind of a thing, uh, it's just wired, you know, high wire. You know, get what I'm getting at somebody that the littlest things will set them off or, well, there's a little fear in you, right? I mean, and, and I mean that to where, look, I, I never crossed bad paths with Sean while he was here. I was one of the few local people that he didn't call and go off on. Like, he would call your phone and rip you a new one. I remember him going off on a columnist because of the, the paper's headline on, on, on Matthew Stafford's first game with the Saints, and the headline was... um Fresh meat for the Saints defense. And he went bananas like at 11.30 in the morning. We're in line to have breakfast. And he's on the phone with the coach who's downstairs in the building. But And I think when when you have that environment, I think that these group of players that are darn near the same from last year, I think they're just used to being coached a certain way, spoken to a certain way held accountable yep. a certain way because I don't think it's coincidence that last week you started hearing it from coach and yesterday you heard it from James Hurst he used the word accountability you heard Dennis Allen use it accountability and I think that's what it is I mean look Sean Payton was on Kay Adams earlier this year and he said hold on hold on he interrupted the interview he goes Mark what would I have told you would I have even had to talk to you the day after you fumbled that ball and Mark said no right I, you know, you know what I'm yeah. saying, man. I, I, I've been in those relationships, dude, where I'm like, oh boy, this one's going to go off at any minute, <laughs> you know, and, and you just know it. So, if, if you just look at like, it, it kind of compares to, to like uh, all the Bill Belichick disciples. They never work out because they're not Bill Belichick, but they try to replicate the same things. And I think that's part of Dennis Allen. I mean, Dennis Allen sounds like Sean Payton, but unfortunately, you know, he ain't the same leader. Man. I hear you, Rico. I will take. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling, man. Appreciate it. 800-998-1003. I want to play that, that Hearst bite about responsible, uh, like why they're having these false starts. Here what he has to say. I don't, I don't think that's on coaching. It's, it's on the players. Um, it seems like, you know, everyone across the line, tight ends, you know, have had false starts at times. And, you know, my opinion personally is that, it's uh, a personal accountability, you know. Uh, no, no coach is uh, telling you, um, you know, when to when to go. So uh, that that's on us. That's that happens on the on the playing field on Sundays. The coaches are not out there playing. They're not out there lining up. So it, it's a personal, it's a player accountability that, um, you know, if you jump, you know, that that's on you. And we got to understand if it's a communication issue, then that's on the people involved with whatever communication was happening uh, prior to the snap. But that is a that's a player that's a player issue. I can you give us a reason as to why may, maybe that's happened? Like you said, I won't speak to the fumbles, um, but the false starts. You know, it really at the end of the day, it's it's probably um, in the moment and in, in the tough moments. You know, maybe a lack of focus. Um, you know, understanding whether. That's a silent cadence or that's a verbal cadence, understanding, um, you know, when that cadence is going to come, how it's going to sound, and, and knowing, you know, particularly what you're listening for or what you're looking for. It, it's just got to be, it's got to be a higher level of focus. It's something that, uh, like you said, has happened all season, and it's not acceptable. 
it's something that um, has to get corrected because it's it's an unforced error. You know, it's nothing the defense does that's uh, making us make that mistake. That's that's totally on us. So we've just got to take accountability for that. And it's it's frustrating. It's been a, a common issue all season. And it, it just can't happen. It's it's pretty simple. We've just got to get that fixed. There it is. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. My love has got humor. She's a giggle at a funeral. Knows everybody's disapproval. Should have worshipped us. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcon.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Hi, I'm Nichols Head Football Coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster, at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go Curtis! Can we talk? talk sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. One more from James Hurst on being four-dated. Yes! Still in the hunt. The, cir- the important circumstance is that you're still in the hunt. You know, the way our division has fell this year, um, that's really all that matters. You know, we could be... We could be, you know, ten and one or whatever, and if you're the rest of your division is nine and two, um, you know, you're still in the same circumstance. Sure, it's different because uh, we have a lot of losses this year, and uh, so that you know might change the the feeling, um, you know, in the locker room. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're still, I think, one game out of our division, and that means you're one game out of the playoffs. So just having that mindset of, hey, you know, we're right at this thing. We, uh, we've seen games this year when we've been able to put a good game together, um, offense, defense, special teams. So I think we know what we're capable, capable of. Um, it's been frustrating at times, sure, um, for some of the unforced errors and mistakes that we've made that have, uh, really shot ourselves in the foot. But I think at the end of the day, it's important the guys, you know, have confidence in, in our ability and our roster and the players that we have and the schemes that we have that, hey, we can get the job done. We can win the games. So, um, just making sure that, you know, you're accountable to your job, your preparation each week, making sure that you're locked in and you're focused on, um, you know, what the task is and how we're going to beat the teams that we play. All right, so that's James Hurst as we bring in the professor, Nick Harrison, here. I think one of the things that I hear when I hear that, too, and I keep thinking it's going to play itself out, like Sean and I were talking about it, right? I mean, you, you hear him saying you're a game out of the division. You know, you can go from last to second. Atlanta loses and you win on Monday and you know to hear him say about the penalties and false starts about lack of focus it, it, there should be no reason you're, you're facing a team Monday you know they don't like you you don't like them they're in first place as disastrous as the season has been you can still get in and you never know what happens when you get in Nick so again this is a <clears throat> situation where if you can't be motivated and you can't find the way to focus. I can't help you. I can't help. Like it's, we've seen there's been evidence in the league before of teams who have been under 500 but still made it to the playoffs because they won their division. It's not unprecedented. It's not something that can't. First of all, let me say that segment with Fox is one of the best things I've ever heard. The Dennis Allen folding his arms on the sidelines, looking blankly in space, is something that I feel like needs to be put on a t-shirt. I, I, I'm, I just. 
this team baffles me to no end. Right. But even with all of the mistakes, even with the fumbles, even with the false start penalties, even with the mistakes that are made on both offense and defense, you still have an opportunity to make it to the playoffs and you have your destiny in your hand. But if LSU has given us any indication of what the Saints might possibly do, mm-hmm. just because you have your destiny in your hands doesn't mean a hill of beans if you don't execute on the field. Ah, it's never good when you're just like, I'll settle for hands on the hips. <laughs> pick, a we- pick, a, <laughs> pick a wedgie out. Lead forward. Yeah. Do something. Do something. Engage um, yourself. Again though, I, I, I played, you know, I played what he said about that when he was asked about it. You know, the perceived lack of emotions. What do you had to say? I don't know. I felt like I had plenty of emotion on the sideline yesterday. You know, um, um, yeah, look, my personality is the way that my personality is. And I think our coaching staff's personality is the way that it is. Um, We've got to we've got to do a better job of demanding that things be done exactly right, and all of us have to take accountability for it. So there he is. You hear him saying we all have to take accountability for. It. We have to do a better job of demanding that. Do you think? Because I look, I I think Nick, a lot of this you can say it's on coaches, and there's certain things that you could say. Hey, look how you handle things and decisions. Yeah, but to the point I've been making, these are guys that have been in the playoffs. These are. You know, veterans, these are captains. Some of this falls really a lot on them. And, and that's the, the, the thing that's been disheartening the most, right? I mean, like, it almost feels like they take advantage of the fact that you don't have the yeller, you don't have the guy that's on your tail every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I don't know, like, I, I hear him say we need to do a better job of holding them accountable. I mean, dude, you're wearing a C. You, you should be, you know, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I'll put it to you like this, as a parent, you know, if we want to talk analogies. You tell your kid, like, the, your kids mess up, they, they spill something on the ground, they, they do, they knock something over, they do something they're not supposed sure. to do, and they say they're sorry. But sorry can only go so far as, as if you say it all the time, it doesn't go anywhere. Right. Like, you can say accountability to your blue in the face. You can say these things over and over and over again. But Saints fans, people who follow the team, have heard it so much that at this point it's falling on deaf ears and means absolutely nothing. You've got to show the people who support this team that you actually care, that you give a crap. And if you're not showing it through your actions, it doesn't matter what you're saying. We have to see your actions match the words that are coming out of your mouth. And Saints fans haven't seen that for a while. Tell you what, it kind of reminds me too. We're running out of time, and we'll have a little fun with this because we'll have him on the air. Ron Hunter, if you've ever been to a Ron Hunter game, whether it's Tulane no. or wherever he's go, he literally will pull a player that because you can make as many substitutions as you want in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. You shoot an air ball, you miss a free, and you're, you're sat down literally for ten seconds. You come back. In. Ron, I had a coach in high school that was like that. As soon as, like you, somebody steal the yeah. ball from you, the very next opportunity you out. You've heard, you've heard of players, coaches. Ron Hunter is a fans coach. When somebody doesn't get a rebound or throws the ball away, and he will, he will look at you. No, I'm seeing some of the funniest stuff you'll ever see. And when you walk past him to the bench, he'll just stare at you the entire way, and he'll point to the chair. And then, like thirty seconds later, that. you're back in the game. But he does, he that. does. That's the professor Nick Harrison, sir. Give me a quick shot of the day. You got like five seconds. Shot of the day uh, to want to bet tomorrow uh, at uh, Boomtown Casino over on the West Bank. Come check us out. We'll get you ready.